Alternative Radio. After uh, I'll, I'll run the OnlyFans like during the day and stuff like that, and make like posts and stuff, and and it'll be it'll be nerdy shit and stuff like that, all the stuff you come to expect from me. But like after eight p.m., it becomes it becomes SMB after dark. <laughs> Jay takes over. And Jay's indie corner around the clock <laughs> after hours. <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be your dong from different angles yeah. <laughs> every night. So that's the OnlyFans. Give us tutorials on how to take a dick pic. On how to t- yeah, there you go. You know they really should do that. Little things like that. Yeah, but like you, you should always end that with. But in the end, don't take dick pics. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> no one wants them. It's true, and that. it's hard enough to find the perfect angle for it to look flattering anyway. So you may as well just not even do it. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother It's always on the third episode that we record that you fuck it up. You just, I know. You get tired. tired. I'm tired. You're not even drinking tonight. I know. I'm not. It, it, I'm just you, tired. Jay can drink a gallon this of is, booze this and, is function, like, and function like any normal human being. He true. loses a, 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 a monochrome, a, a, a minute amount of sleep, and he can't fucking function. Well, <laughs> I've been going to bed like an hour earlier than normal, first of all, because I'm under the weather. I get that. And get I'm that. sleeping eight to nine hours heavy. So but I'm like also, really out of the sorts. And then like right now, like I'm just kind of... You know, I'm also, feeling it. we wouldn't be in there. this position if you actually knew how to record <laughs> and download and send your file <laughs> in this the proper way. That took a half hour. This we'd be is done true. already. This whole third segment would be wrapped up and we'd be over. <laughs> but you couldn't. You couldn't do it. <laughs> but it's all right. We love you anyway. And we're here to support you. <laughs> We will get you the tech support. You Thank need. you. Yes. So this <laughs> is Super, Super Movie Brother Jason. <laughs> right. That's why we need more patrons yes. because we need to hire IT. <laughs> we need a tech guy to help Jay when he records remotely. He would live. He would live oh, with you. God. Presumably, you know, he would be of smaller stature, so you can keep him in a lockbox at the bottom of your bed. And then when you have computer issues, you just kind of like knock on the box, and he <laughs> pops out like a little genie, and he goes and he fucking fixes it, and he saunters off back to his box, yeah. and he locks himself in. I know. You know? A little out of sorts. Yeah, a little out of sorts. <laughs> I'm always entertaining. Always entertaining. Yes. That's right. You occasionally come to him with a bourbon neat, and you're like, "Drink it, <laughs> <laughs> drink it, drink it." I only have my drink it up. <laughs> I know. I got I got my nose all fucked up right now. It's all right, bud. It's I can't even. Episode. I can't even drink bourbon. It wouldn't even help. If if it makes you feel better, it's the news episode, which generally is. Yes, I can make some right comments on. That's right. Uh, and then our trailer park is a Star Wars trailer park for the Bad Batch. So you literally have not a whole lot to do. So yeah. you just sit back. Sit back and relax. Use your dry wit from time to time. And let's <laughs> get into this week's news.
All right, the first news story. Despite the fact that Warner Brothers has said, yeah, we're not doing an air cut. We're not bringing back the Snyderverse. We're not doing any of that bullshit. David Ayer is still holding out hope. <laughs> he is still out there on, on the social media. He hasn't made a good film no. in years. No, he's but but he's hitting the circuit, man. He's just like, if I could just get that hashtag to 100,000 more. He's desperate. He's desperate. 100,000 more likes. He's desperate, yeah. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they'll do it. But he's still out there. Hat in hand, please let me do my cut. Yeah, and we've already, know, we already man. said, like, I'll tell you, whew, we already said last week why we don't think it's a good idea for Warner Brothers to do that cut with James Gunn's The Suicide Squad kind of coming out, dropping multiple trailers, being really hot right now. Uh, that would ultimately become a, a competing property to that, and it would really muddy the message for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Now, if a year or two goes by and then they want to do it, I'm all for it, but at, but like for for Warner Brothers business wise, when you have the Suicide Squad coming out looming overhead, coming out in August, you just can't have an air cut, kind of undercutting essentially, no pun intended, the the, the James Gunn movie that you have coming out in several months. It just doesn't make business sense. Yeah, and that ending of you know Suicide Squad was. I mean, you would think it had to be in there originally, anyway, and uh, presumably completely different, according to according to him and other sources. Hmm. Completely different movie. Like in his mind, in in Ayer's mind, his Suicide Squad would be day and night, almost in the same exact way that Snyder's Justice League was. I kind of believe it. I really do. And like I said before, I was an Ayer defender. You know, I, I thought that it did not seem like his movie at all anyway. No, it wasn't. And but, like, on top of that, I don't hate the Suicide Squad. I don't, I don't hate Suicide Squad that much. I think it's trash. Don't get me wrong. No, it's but trash. Like, I mean, but at the same time, people are not going to rewatch that movie. I've rewatched it. I'm not going to lie. At least three times. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, okay. It's, it is, it, it does have that level of shut your brain off. I don't give a fuck what's going on in this movie. Fun. Just like, you know. Godzilla vs. Is this Kong, streaming anywhere right now? Absolutely. HBO Max. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah, I haven't seen this since theaters, to be honest. It's 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 shut your brain off. Fuck you. I have no time. I like like I have nothing but free time sure. type of movie. You know? Like I just rewatched Alien. Like that is I really want to sit down and I really want to watch Alien. When yeah, you want to get in it. Yeah. Right. I want to get into it. But like when I'm rewatching The Suicide Squad, I'm not paying attention to everything. I'm literally looking up at the screen and I'm going, Oh, I like this part where so and so does this thing. I thought that was cool. Got and it. then I go back to doing whatever I was doing and not really paying attention to it. Yeah. So background. Yep. Exactly. It's perfect background noise. It's fucking white noise. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> Fugazi, Fugazi. It's fairy <laughs> dust. It's in the wind. <laughs> Next news story. All right, Jay. Uh, one of the biggest news stories this week. Um, Netflix has acquired the Knives Out franchise in, get this, over $400 million deal. Now, when they say franchise, what they mean is Knives Out, would be streaming on Netflix. It means Ryan Johnson's getting right. fucking paid. Getting fucking paid. <laughs> but presumably Knives Out will exclusively be streaming on Netflix at some point once it's done with its other streaming obligations. And then Knives Out 2 and 3 would only be coming directly to Netflix for over 400 
hundred million dollars. I'm not sure if combined Knives Out two and three would have done that in the theaters. I think selling this property off is the fucking brilliant idea <laughs> of the yeah, studio. I, I and I think Netflix is just you know trying to get as much you know decent content as they possibly can. And 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 who wins in this? Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he's the original, uh, you know, story guy, writer, and director. Obviously, it's his property, really. And um, I think it leads to a lot of different avenues: potential series, um, miniseries, sure. movie. I think it's the whole. I don't think it's just two and three, Dave. I think that's what they originally well, were planning right. on doing. But I think it's just the the actual franchise, the name of like itself. So I think it's just an outright like they sold it off to Netflix. Right, so they but, could do whatever but, they want forever. But for the rest you know? of this series, like I don't see another detective coming in other than you know Blanc. Like you know, I, I and this think, is true. This is like, true. By doing this, you're you're essentially in my mind. You're essentially signing Daniel Craig up for his exactly. career post Bond, and you know this movie was shot for cheap. Yeah, um, exactly for this kind of movie with this kind of star power. Cheap. I'm, I'm and actually excited for this because I potentially I, the problem is it's all script. That's the problem with this. This is all about script. You need to have a good fucking script for these to continue to work. Which means you need Ryan Johnson to stick on because that's what perhaps that's, that's the fresh voice that you really liked in that original. Or the at first least as EP, movie. you know, right? Just to or, oversee or, or, things, or someone along those lines to to continue the story. Um, look, I I, I I'm kind of flabbergasted. Um, I, I think again, yeah, I was I shocked. Think this, I, I think the studio is extremely smart for selling this movie to to Netflix because, you know, four hundred plus million dollars is definitely more than both Knives Out sequel one and uh, you know, two and three would have made for sure. Um, so I, it's kind of like a win 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 for everybody. You know, Ryan Johnson wins, Daniel Craig wins because he's going to get to get paid. We win because we. It was we get kind more. of a happy accident, to be honest. Yeah. The success yeah. we, we kind uh, of should win not have been that successful. Uh, no. to begin with so no. they're just laughing their, their way all the way to the bank and exactly and it's, it's everybody's all, gonna make money good. here it's all great everybody's gonna make money here uh and and i you know we win because we get more knives out and stuff yeah, like I that think it was my and, number two or three movie that year i enjoyed so, it quite a bit I'm, I'm 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 fine with this you know i know a lot of people are like it's it's you know, I think your text message to me after this, after I shared this news with you, uh, said it all. Where you were like, "They really do have fuck you money, don't they?" On, yeah. over at Netflix, <laughs> they do. That's true. And they keep they keep they they keep proving it. They keep proving it. You know, day well, I mean, in, that's, day that's, out. That's that's why I was so perp- I was so I was shocked. I really was. And I know like they're literally filming the Gray Man right now, which is like the most expensive original movie that they've ever greenlit and funded um right now and then all of a sudden you see this news drop in the middle of a pandemic still right and it's like damn god because damn. well 
we'll get into a news story later on where, where we kind of talk about the studios and we talked about it in our Kong uh, in, in our Godzilla versus Kong review but like the studios are clearly losing money with some of the cancellations that we're hearing about while Netflix uh, and we did a news story a few yeah, weeks ago letting the good Disney times Plus, right Disney Plus is over 100 million subscribers uh, HBO Max is doing well for its first year out and stuff like that like the streaming services are raking it in while the studios themselves are essentially you know losing money but in the end I think we're still I, I still think we're seeing our, our new model of content right there in all the streaming services Peacock is there Paramount's there uh, really the only holdout for for their own streaming service at this point is like Sony from like the big studios. Well, I mean Sony has Crackle, but you know Crackle sucks. Sure, sure, yeah. Sony, um, I don't know what they're gonna do. Coming soon to your PlayStation Four and Five will be the Sony Network. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Next news story. Speaking of video games, Mortal Kombat. Jay, the film has been pushed back previously. This movie was supposed to release on April 16th. It will not be releasing until, I can't believe this, April 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one week. Um, what I can only assume by this <laughs> announcement is that there was some scene or something where they're like that needs to be fixed before it goes out. Like I can only think of that of 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 that it's something that minor. Or HBO Max has something else which I'm not aware of at this time. Uh that's coming out on the 16th that they need to do well and they just pushed us back for that reason. Yeah, I you know I I don't know the reasons and obviously it's got to be something silly like that because it's only a week and right. I do think it's going to do pretty well. Yeah, it's it's not like Mortal Kombat doesn't have an ending or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the, the movie's been shot, but so it's either something stupid with the production of the film, where either either they they, they want to up something graphically, or or or, or there's a, a scene that needed changing or re-editing or something like that. Um, but it's not something as major as like completely re-editing the film or anything like that. And like I said, it could be something as stupid as you know HBO has this uh, HBO original movie that's coming out on that same week or that they want to release on that same week and they don't want it to be overshadowed by the Mortal Kombat or they vice versa. They want Mortal Kombat to be overshadowed by something else. So therefore they're just going to push it back a week. Um, not that big of a deal, but I'm a little mad. I, I wanted that movie as soon as possible. I'm in love with everything that I've seen for it. If I have to wait another week yeah, for I'm it, excited. so be it. But at the same time, fuck, I wish I could see more of it right now, please. Next news story. All right, Jay, you may have heard this one. Uh, did you know that Russell Crowe has uh, been cast in Thor Love and Thunder in an unnamed role, first off, but supposedly... I hope it's like a fun thing like the Matt Damon cameo. Well, su supposedly <laughs> it, is a, it is a cameo role that everybody is should supposedly geek out over, uh, but... Rumors are that he could be playing King Thor 
or uh you know like an older version of thor from from the future where he is essentially the odin like character uh or he could be playing odin's brother is 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 another one odin does have a brother who does show up in in the comic books at one point other people are also saying that he could be zeus who uh we do know that in the marvel universe of comics that there are multiple multiple deities from from different you know there's there's the hindu gods there's the greek gods there's roman gods there's there's the norse gods so all of them exist and some people believe that he may be playing zeus while other people are saying it is very possible that he is better ray bill who is someone we've all been waiting for to show up in thor he's a big time Thor character um, and we've gotten a tease of him before because his face kind of shows up on the outside of the Grand Masters arena uh, in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, however, no one really knows who he's playing, but presumably people are pretty excited over this. I mean, we'll see. I, in my mind, I just figure you're filming this movie in Australia. He lives in Australia. He's That's an Australian exactly actor. Exactly what happened, dude. He just ate. I mean, I he's just not doing I, anything. I just else. saw paparazzi photos. They were at his. Uh, his he owns a. Uh, 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 what is it called? Um, rugby or something? Is it rugby? I mean, I know the, I know rugby, but like, I'm not sure if it's a rugby league that he that he has. He has a team or something like that. And they were at one of the games, and they were on the boat, and they were having a good old time, and. He does look old. He looks a little big. He's got a big bushy beard, so he could be playing an older guy. But it's Russell Crowe, you know? Like, look how much he brought to Man of Steel. Yeah. Like, who would have thought? So, yeah, you, you never know. We'll see. You, you, right. You, you, you really don't know. Um, but I, I, it doesn't, like, titillate me anymore, right? Like, I, I, was already, I was already in on Thor Love and Thunder. You got Taika back. So like, and I was already titillated by the fact that Natalie Portman is in it, and she's possibly going to be playing the female version of Thor, et cetera, et cetera. So like, it's it's just more icing on the cake. It's 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 just more more for you to look forward to with it. And we already know that like Matt Damon's reprising his role in a cameo, uh, you know, because he did the he he essentially played Loki in in Thor Ragnarok, where he played where he played the uh, the you know loki in the play uh he he's back as well so in what role i don't know but you know that he does have another cameo in it so i i really do see this as a cameo role nothing that it's going to be something that's completely throw away but we're all going to go huh glad it's there yeah definitely next news story uh, we we were talking about how the pandemic is uh, going to start affecting studios, and we are seeing it now with Warner Brothers as they canceled James Wan's The Trench, which was a spinoff of the Aquaman series where they were going to follow the creatures from the trench that do attack Aquaman in that movie and Duvernay's new gods so new gods would have essentially kind of been a spinoff from the snyderverse because the snyderverse really hinged on the fact that um there was dark side who essentially is a new god um and and it would have followed characters like barda granny high father and the furies and in a tweet by ava dervene she said I loved writing New Gods with you. I'm upset that the saga of Barda, Scott, Granny, Highfather, and the Furies ends this way. Uh, 
Diving into Kirby's fourth world was the adventure of a lifetime that can't be taken away. Thank you for your friendship and remember, hashtag dark side. So, uh, you know, obviously she's a little upset that Warner Brothers has gone on to cancel something that she's been working on essentially for the past two years. Um, but I think with the cancellation of the Snyderverse and not essentially moving forward with the dark side character in the way that Snyder wanted to, I don't think that really the new gods, you know, Jack Kirby's new gods really fit in what DC wants to do for the future going forward after things like flashpoint and stuff like that, we are still getting an Aquaman too. Um, so I think the trench was probably just too much money to put out on something that wasn't mainstream. Mm. Um, and new gods just kind of falls to the wayside with the fact that we're not continuing with the Snyderverse and we're going to kind of distance ourselves from it. But mentioning characters that have something to do with dark side might also reinvigor that, Snyderverse conversation where they're going in a different direction now and it, it it may not fit in with that. So it's kind of like twofold. It's money, but also new direction. So yeah. what do you think? Yeah, I think it's um, y- you, you nailed it. it. It really is. I think it's just they want to pivot. They need to cut certain risky bets that they had on uh, the slate and I think logistically it just makes more sense now going forward, especially with the backlog of different content and even also just better screenplays probably out there in development now because of the pandemic and everybody sitting around not working and being able to write. So potentially there could be a lot of better content out there ready to produce, you know, once things get going again. So I don't know. You never know. Maybe you know, there's there's many factors. You know, like I th- I think there's going to be so much news happening over this you know the course of this next year. Like our podcast is going to rev up eventually into yeah, we're going to be busy. A very busy. very busy podcast, and, and we certainly don't have time for the trench. Correct. So um, we're going to try. And, that's why. Hence why we're doing this new format, and exactly. we're trying to keep things lean and tight and get down to business because. There's but a lot to I get will be into. honest. Uh, uh, well, I I don't mind seeing the trench go. I do mind seeing the new gods go uh, a little bit because, like, I that I was am surprising. Of, that was surprising. I am a fan of Jack Kirby. I think Jack Kirby had some wonderful vision uh, back in the in the 1970s when he switched from Marvel over to DC and developed the new gods. And I think it's something that I do want to see brought to screen. I think I Marvel still don't think they trust Ava though. I, I don't think so I, either. I think that's I, a big I, I think part of right. it. I think that's a big part of it. But uh, also, you kind of have Marvel over there doing their own "quote unquote" new gods thing with the Eternals coming out, uh, you know, later on this year, which has really good buzz. It's got really good buzz, and I I really would have thought Warner Brothers would have wanted to contend with that, but I think Warner Brothers wants to kind of bow out of the universe thing and let that be Marvel's thing mm-hmm. and let them do their own thing, which I I previously said was what Warner Brothers should do so I'm not saying it's the wrong move on their part I'm just saying I'm a Jack Kirby fan so therefore I'm remiss that I'm not going to be getting it that's all that's all I'm saying yep yep I think it's the right call and I'm uh I'm ready to move on as well me too on to our next news story they have announced the cast for the Obi-Wan series 
So Hayden Christensen, who we previously reported on, will be part of the Obi-Wan series. He will obviously be reprising his role as probably both Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. I think that they might get into some flashbacks or at least some dream sequences of Hayden as the Anakin character. Uh, But he will also be in it as Darth Vader, if rumors are to be believed. Joel Edgerton will also be in it, a favorite of you and I. Um, He, uh, long before he was famous, played Owen Lars in both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Then we also have Rupert Friend, Moses Ingram, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who we all know and love from Godzilla, King of Monsters. No, I'm just kidding. We loved him in Straight (laughs) Outta Compton, where he played his daddy. (laughs) Daddy. Uh, Then we have Sung Kang. Uh, We all know him as Han from the Fast and Furious franchise. We're still waiting for Fast 9 to come out with his character of Han making a triumphant return. We also have Simone Kessel. No no relation to the Kessel run, I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just happy coincidence. Kumal Najiani and a slew of others. And of course, none other than Hello there, Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi, someone who is missing from this list, who previously was rumored to be part of the cast, but clearly is not based on IMDb or otherwise. Disney is just good at at holding this casting close to their chest, uh, is Ahmed Best, who previously portrayed Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars prequels. He is not on the list of people in the in this in this series, but some people did rumor that script did involve uh, the closure of Jar Jar Binks's story. Um, if you were interested in that personally, I kind of am, you know, low key. I'm a mm-hmm. little bit interested to see what happened to Jar Jar Binks. But also if you exclude him from this series, I'm fine with that too. It doesn't matter, but I am dead excited for this series. I cannot fucking wait. I don't even know it, even an inkling of what it's about. I've seen some rumor videos and I avoided it. I don't <laughs> want to know. I don't. It's one of those things where it's just like, you know, it's it's what I wished for in the Star Wars universe to get Ewan back as Obi-Wan in this in-between age. I think the fans made their voices heard and Disney was finally like, you know what, with the Mandalorian being hot and bringing back Boba Fett and all that stuff, it just makes sense to 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 greenlight this series. They announced it and, and they greenlit it. It's and a stellar just, cast. It's it it is it is a stellar class. I I'm kind of surprised to see someone like you know Kamal Najiani here, and I'm not like surprised in the fact that like he's here. What I'm surprised is it's like his role in Eternals must be that good that Disney was like we're in right because like I've been in with Kamal Najiani since I watched the first episode of Silicon Valley, and then. You know, he went on to do so much more, especially with his own film, Big Sick, which I think is what landed him the role with Marvel and Disney in the Eternals. And I think now like Disney's like, you know, you're one of ours now. You're one of our guys. You're one of us. So, well, they are that kind of people. And and I think he has a, you know, he's a built guy now, so he can use his physicality um, and perhaps his personality. I don't know. It depends on the role. I think in Star Wars, it's more about personality than it's about physicality. He's already said that, like, getting in shape for Eternals, like, it, it, it was a thing he did because 
it's what he had to do. Yeah. It wasn't something like he set out to do. He talked about that how how hard it was, the grueling nature of it, and stuff like that. And that's just not him. Uh, however, he enjoyed his time doing it, and he liked the results of it. But it's not something he's going to continue doing for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he became a little too obsessive. I think. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, I I I just like Kumana Najiani as as a person at least as like as a character mm-hmm. um and and the roles that he plays so i'm excited to see him here and i think out of the rest of this cast like he's the most shocking one him and uh you know o'shea jackson uh o'shea jackson jr like um i'm also excited to see him here as well as i think he's another one of those up and comings uh i agree that i Sure. I really look forward to. Even yeah. though you and I lo- love Joel Edgerton, he's already been in Star Wars. It makes sense. He's Uncle Owen. Of course, of uh, course. It, it just makes sense that he would be here. You know, everyone else who's in it, I don't know what their roles are going to be. I'm sure that you can go check out websites and stuff like that that are going to like fantasize and theorize about like all these people and what they're going to be. But in the end, I'm more excited about the the the, the level of actors that they've gotten for this that that they're putting behind it you know because these are not no-name people right like star wars and and marvel and disney that's what they're known for they're kind of known for getting like relative no names or or just about to break people to be in their movies and then make them stars a lot of these people are already well established which means they're putting a lot of money and faith behind what they have with the obi-wan series yeah, and again, it is it is Obi Wan. He's one of the most popular characters out there. So Obi Wan, it's it's uh, Obi Wan. It's, it's bigger than the Mandalorian, obviously, because the Mandalorian was essentially a a figure that not many people knew about. But who would have thought that it would turn into something the way it did? Um, Absolutely. And I don't want to be too excited for this series, but I, you know, Obi Wan is. Next to Qui-Gon Jinn, he is my favorite character in the series. So I I I hold this show in like a pretty high regard and seeing that them putting this this attention to the casting for it makes me really hopeful for it. So Yeah, me um, too. I'm excited. So that's gonna do it for our news this week, but we're not done with the Star Wars universe just yet. Earlier on this week, Disney dropped their trailer for their next Star Wars series, which will be coming to Disney Plus, and this is a sequel series to Star Wars The Clone Wars, and which is a prequel series to Star Wars Rebels, which takes place in the same universe. So it it's kind of something that if you're a fan of those animated series, you're extremely excited for. And it's going to be releasing on none other than May the 4th. So me and Jay are going to get into our trailer park for Star Wars, The Bad Batch. What else you got? Give me more! Our squad's nothing but trouble. But we get the job done. You'll climb Force 99. You know who we are. Hunter. Let's go. Echo. Hyperdrive's online. Tick. Prepping to jump. Wrecker. Let's blow something up. Yeah! And Crosshair. Your move. 
her all you need. I want Clone Force 99 found and wiped out. The galaxy's a dangerous place to be. We need to get out of here. What do you say, kid? You want to come with us? So you may be wondering just exactly what is The Bad Batch. And if you didn't watch Clone Wars Season 7 on Disney+, Plus, you might be a little bit lost. So The Bad Batch are essentially ninety uh, Clone Force 99. They are bastardized clones of Jango Fett. They all have some form, some form of deformity or defection uh, of the cloning process, but it's also what goes into making them special. So it follows the members of the Bad Batch, which are Wrecker, who is much larger and much stronger than the rest of his clone brothers, Tech, who is much smarter and obviously much more tech-savvier than the rest of his brothers, Crosshair, who, by the name Crosshair, is able to, he, he has better aim, he has an enlarged uh, eye and oculars than most other clones do. Uh, Hunter, uh, who is the leader, uh, and he also essentially is perfectly suited for leading a squad of killers such as this. And Echo, who was a fan favorite clone who appeared in the Clone Wars series, was kidnapped and tortured by the separatists uh, into revealing Republic battle strategy secrets and was eventually rescued by the Bad Batch, Anakin Skywalker, and Captain Rex in Season 7 of The Clone Wars. So if you haven't watched Season 7 of The Clone Wars uh, and you want to get into The Bad Batch, I highly suggest that you go check out Season 7 of The Clone Wars because it is some of the best Star Wars content that you will fucking see. Now, what is The Bad Batch all about well it looks like clone force 99 will be based on this trailer will be being tested by none other than moff tarkin now he may not be moff at the point that he's testing them but clearly the republic will soon become the empire and uh these small clone forces like clone commandos and clone force 99 are essentially the strike force you know they go in first they strike hard they strike quiet and they get out and the rest of the army comes in after they've completed their mission or they go on secret missions that no one else is supposed to know about seal team six type shit uh (laughs) and they are doing that for the republic so early on in this trailer we kind of see them being tested by Tarkin just to see what Clone Force 99 is all about. We see them completely excelling at what they do as they take out a bunch of drones, uh, a a bunch of Stormtrooper-looking drones. And if you look at the drones that they're taking out in this trailer, they look a whole lot like the Dark Troopers that appeared in The Mandalorian. And then we essentially learn that they are going to be on the run uh, after they meet what looks like clone Omega. We don't know whether Omega officially is a female or not, but she appears to be named Omega because presumably she is the last clone of Jim, of Django Fett. And also like 99, she is an imperfect clone in that she is a female. Some are speculating that she is also force sensitive, Uh, However, that remains to be seen. Uh, But what this series will go through is it it will essentially be the transition from the Republic to the Empire 
the fall of the clones and how this clone squadron deals with that and survives that outcome. So we obviously know Order 66. It's pretty much assumed by this trailer that since none of them are essentially are being hunted by the Empire and not working for the Empire, that by these clones having defects, they also don't have the inhibitor chip that other clones have that allow them to follow the orders of the Emperor. Uh, also, you know, it, and it looks like after after they are deemed to either be unworthy to work within the Empire or they shown a matter of disdain or uh, they don't follow orders quite the right way given by Tarkin, they are now being hunted by the Empire. So the new clone Omega, which will kind of serve as like our our kid viewpoint into the series, much like Ahsoka started out being our, our childhood viewpoint into the Clone Wars. Ezra was our childhood viewpoint into Rebels. Uh, in this series, it will be this clone Omega. And they are essentially on the run from the Empire. But one of the things I find interesting is that one of the clones is missing. Crosshair. He shows up early on in the in the trailer and him obviously looking down his crosshairs at somebody. But he is a main member of Clone Force 99. However, in a lot of this trailer, he is absent from the rest of his brothers. So it makes me wonder whether since he kind of was like the asshole clone... Is he going to fall to the to the dark side? Is he going to stay loyal to the Empire? Um, is he going to help hunt down his own brothers? I don't know. You know, maybe he just happened to not be in all those scenes. Maybe because he's a loner, he doesn't hang out with the rest of them like they all hang out when they're on the ship. Or maybe he sacrifices himself to allow Omega to escape. We don't know, but for some reason Crosshair is not here in this in this episode. We also see some characters who appeared in Clone Wars but are are haven't been seen for some time. So we see Saul Guerrera as a young man. He has a scarred face, so obviously, you know, he is continuing to fight the rebellion to to, to build the rebellion to fight against the empire. Uh, you know, he is still out there. Uh, Doing, doing his thing until we get to the point where he dies in Rogue One. And we also see another fan favorite character, Fennec Shan, who was played by Ming-Na Wei in The Mandalorian. She also appears in this trailer. And we talked about that previously on one of these trailers. But it looks like she is either hunting or being hunted by the Bad Batch here. But her character is is in this. So we're kind of going to get a more of a backstory of Fennec Shand leading into the Mandalorian, which kind of goes into this whole Dave Filoni universe that's being built over here on Disney plus for star Wars. We also get images of uh, the bad batch going up against separatist droids. Uh, so it looks like some pockets of separatists still exist before we finally get towards the end of the trail where we see them going up against other clones, their brothers, essentially. Uh, so that, that that's what makes me think that they go from working for the Republic slash Empire to, you know, essentially being out on their own, being hunted by clones. It, it, this is the, the, the bridging gap between Clone Wars and 
Rebels. So therefore, we also get to see Rex in this as well. Captain Rex, who was a main character all throughout Clone Wars and uh, eventually shows up in Rebels. And we learned, you know, has gone on to survive as far as Return of the Jedi as he was part of the Rebel Strike Force that was on Endor. It'll be interesting to see what he does here because in Clone Wars Season 7, we knew that he is essentially one of the few clones who knows about the inhibitor chip, who knows about Order 66, and has been able to fight it and not hunt down the Jedi. So him joining the Bad Batch here is telling me that the Bad Batch aren't hunting the Jedi either. So it'll be interesting to see what Captain Rex does with these characters, does with that information as he's been established to be close to them as Echo is one of his best friends and one of his brothers that was in Clone Wars. Uh, so that's that's what you have to look forward to with it if you're a deep Star Wars person. If you're, if you're not, but you just want more Star Wars on Disney+, Plus, Jay, I mean, you can agree with me. It's it looks cool. Looking. It looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool, man. Like an adventure. It looks like an adventure show. Yeah, I, I know I talked a lot there, but you know the the main character, the the leader Hunter, he looks like Rambo. They purposely like modeled him after Rambo, and that's the type of film, that's the type of show this is going to be. You know, the 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 elite soldiers, lots of fun, who, lots of badass yeah. shit, lots of characters, and you know, a story that can go in multiple different kind of areas. Blowing shit up in the Star Wars universe, looking badass while doing it. That's what this show is. Bring it on. Now, it, this show will be premiering on May the 4th, as I said. And the first episode will be 70 minutes. Not something you would expect from the premiere of an animated series. When hmm. you know the premiere of WandaVision was 28 minutes, You know the premiere <laughs> of Falcon Winter Soldier was in the 40-some minutes. Here... We're essentially getting a Star Wars animated series that is premiering at 70 minute long first episode. Surprising. It yeah, is. It really is. It, it also makes me think that Disney's like, we're on to something here. You know, like this Filoni animated universe that's being built, that's that's essentially built the entire storyline for wow. The Mandalorian. It's worth <laughs> putting the time and effort into it. Yeah, potentially. And, and also just efficiency wise is, is pumping them out as much as possible you can do it easier throughout the pandemic issues you know for sure and it's just more different kind of content that they can keep throwing out there on disney plus absolutely and if you've listened to this show before you know what a big star wars fan i am which is why i just went on that complete diatribe about this this trailer and stuff like that but um if you're a fan of the mandalorian you know this is the type of stuff that is the building blocks for what we get in the mandalorian so like if you're a fan of the mandalorian you're a fan of what star wars is doing on disney plus it's also kind of a must watch for you as well yeah yeah, and Jay will rely on me filling him in on the story plot points. That exactly. In this animated series. <laughs> as, as some of you listening may do as well. But if you're interested in watching The Bad Batch and you, you, you want to discuss it on a weekly basis, I'm not going to do a weekly episode breakdown as much as I really want to do that. Um, however, I'm happy to talk to any listener on our social media. So you can reach out to me on Twitter super movie pod yeah good i'm on twitter uh j underscore smb i am on facebook super movie bros podcast and also instagram super movie bros and of course you can check me out on instagram or dm me about the bad batch or anything else you want to discuss i am 
at SMB Dave on there. We are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So you can check out Super Movie Bros and all the great shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network at ageofradio.org. If you want more Super Movie Bros content, we also have a Patreon. You can join us at patreon.com slash Podcast, And of course... Jay will be starting our OnlyFans page. Um, <laughs> there you will learn how to take the best dick pic to make your dick look impressive. Uh, however, any woman you send it to will immediately delete it and tell you that you're a horrible person for even sending it without being asked to. <laughs> and Jay will teach you how to deal with that with, with that rejection <laughs> yeah. on our OnlyFans page as well. As well. Yeah. <laughs> That's the follow-up episode, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.